What up, Mean Militia? Mean Joe Grizzly here, and I need your help to become the new Face of Horror. The Face of Horror competition yields a grand prize of 13 grand, a walk-on role in an independent horror film, an interview in Rube Morgue magazine with the legendary Kane Hodder, and two nights at Buffalo Bill's house with Silence of the Lambs. To help me achieve this, please go to my social media pages and vote every day. And if you want to donate to charity, they also have charitable donations that go to the B-plus Foundation, which also yields me votes. So help me become the new face of horror and do a little good in the world by donating to the B-plus Foundation. And remember, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Hey, it's Tom Matthews from Return of the Living Dead and Friday the 13th, Part 6, to name a few. And you're listening to the Bean Joe Grizzly Podcast. Enjoy. Mean Joe Grizzly, and this is the Mean Joe Grizzly podcast. And when I'm not hiding in the sewers from the angry citizens of Haddonfield, I'm at the Grizzly Cave, watching movies, reading comics, listening to metal, and crushing beers. And on today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Halloween Ends, the most anticipated horror movie of this year. And I said we because I have two guests today. I got returning guests, Jacob Gotham. Hey, thanks for having me back for my sequel appearance. And Jimmy the Pool Ghoul. What up, what up? Yeah, what's going on, guys? But before we get started, I want to remind everyone to please like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you'll never miss an episode. Also, follow the show on all social media platforms so you can get updates on upcoming episodes, geek news, discussions, cool videos, and interact with yours truly. So follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Mean Joe Grizzly Podcast, at Mean Joe Grizz Pod on Twitter, like the official Mean Joe Grizzly Podcast Facebook page. And last but certainly not least, join my Mean Militia on the show's official Facebook group, the Mean Joe Grizzly Mean Militia. I look forward to interacting with y'all and talking about all forms of badassery. So, guys, Halloween ends. I, I, I gotta open a fucking beer on this one. <laughs> Who's with me? Oh, we opening up a beer? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is Brews and Reviews. So, Halloween ends. How we feel about it, fellas? Alright, so... This movie started off kind of interesting for the first 10 minutes and then for the next hour was the biggest snore fest of a film I've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, definitely weak. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They they drug some stuff along that shouldn't have been in a Michael Myers style movie at all, in my opinion. Um, it's too much semi romance, like the foreshadowing was weird, just setting up things was weird. Forty year old man getting bullied by eighteen year olds, like it just n none of it made that, any that sense angies. for like an hour. Band geeks, <laughs> band geeks. <laughs> my my thing is, is I agree with like that one statement with uh, this motherfucker's like fucking twenty years old and I definitely a lot fucking, older than that. He's getting fucking beat up by yep. damn by by damn like by high school Trump. kids. Yep. His crow's feet's got wrinkled, bro. He's a lot older than twenty. But if you, well, if you go by the thing, he was in high school in twenty nineteen, and this is a time skip. So this is like. I don't think they ever really tell you. If they did, I missed it. But let's just say it's at least five years. So you, what, what, how old are you graduating high school? 17, 18 years old? Yeah, roughly. Mm -hmm. So this fucker's almost 25 and he's well, getting beat up. my cousin and he was 21. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I had a few cousins like that. Yeah. But I, I love my cousins. <laughs> my, thing, my thing is, is my thing is, is like... I, I, I'm, oh God. I'm confused. How does I, well? That's the thing is I don't really know. Like, I don't know what what the fuck were they thinking? I'll be the first one to say I appreciate when they do something different with them with a franchise. Yeah, you can do something different, but you have to do something, and that was an hour of nothing. Yeah, nothing. Well, I don't think it was nothing. I think it was in a completely wrong direction. Like. You took so for all right. So compared to the last off, thirty-five minutes of this movie, that hour set up nothing. So what what we're talking about here is is that in in the and everything from here on out is going to be semi spoilers, and then we're going to get into big spoilers. So spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler yeah. alert! Spoiler right. spoiler it was definitely alert. the end of Halloween. So, <laughs> so back so, of a Toyota Supra. Spoiler alert! So we'll we'll talk about like we'll talk about actual spoilers towards the end but right now we're going to kind of semi we're going to be talking about the movie but we're going to try not to spoil too much so the thing is is that there's the movie opens up on Halloween night in 2019 and you're introduced to a guy named Corey and he's and it's really really freaking weird to me I don't know why it's if, if it's something that's that's a norm now that's cool and all I ain't never seen a male babysitter. Yeah, especially 21 years old. Yeah, well, at the time he was still in uh, high school, yeah. but but yeah, but either way, my 21 year old cousin was to a high school babysitter. Me as a kid, he failed a lot. Yeah, he failed. <laughs> he failed you, Jack. Third grade stuff. <laughs> but my thing is, is like it's just really strange, you know. It's like okay, you said your cousin did. That's that's your family. I'm talking about a strength. Uh, would you let your Would you let your child who is what this kid was like what six at the most this kid was 10 yeah at least 10. At, yeah at, at the most I'd he say teach him yeah. words enough to be at least in the double digits yeah yeah it's kind of weird but let's leave that behind the thing is is that it opens up and he's babysitting this kid and the kid wants to watch a horror movie instead of you know do what 10 year old kids do he wants to watch this grab a horror movie which I did the same shit so the thing right the thing was playing it was fucking awesome uh, I played a lot of Doom as a kid. The, very young. But the thing is, is like, so you you automatically from the get go see that this kid is obviously really bullied at school and stuff, and 
he is such a pushover that he actually the 10 year old kid starts bullying him and there's a there's a point where the kid does something and this act leads to a horrific accident where the kid dies and he looks like the murderer Corey looks like the murderer and then we do another time skip and that night has defined Corey's life to where he is like the town outcast even more than Lori Strode and her granddaughter Allison they're all all three of them share this this kind of what like this misfits cult type thing where they all of them outcast. got all of them were outcasts yeah in definitely outcasts definitely something crazy happened with them being involved no one knows the freaks. real story but them so everyone yeah, gets their own they think page. they're freaks oh he's a kid child murderer all this that woman let that let that madman led that madman only get it, like to go on a rampage there's even like a scene where one of the victims from Halloween Kills is actually not dead and her sister actually says some harsh stuff to Lori Strode outside of a grocery store, which She just needs to lighten up. That go yeah. that goes into that goes into one of my chief complaints with the movie. Other than like a handful of characters, everybody in this movie is an asshole. <laughs> like, all of them are fucking me. <laughs> yeah, but two things here about that. One, like, if, if the time skips with us, it's po it's post COVID, so like everybody's already antsy. We ain't seen each other in a while, so well, my neighbor can go fuck himself. Uh, two, <laughs> on top of that, it's also in Illinois. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our Illinois fan base. Yep, crappy weather. <laughs> Are all y'all assholes like the, like the people of Haddonfield? That's Every why I live in I hope not. That's why I live I want to I, I hope, hope that my Illinois fans, if there is any, it's probably not because I don't have that many fans. I want to hope that uh, that those guys are not assholes, but I know the ones in Haddonfield. I know every Chicago Blackhawks fans are assholes. <laughs> no, they oh. got cell towers up Shots there. Shots fired. They got cell towers and corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you got to lay off the brains, pool ghoul. Yeah, no, man. South Florida heat. The thing, the thing is, like, it, I just, it's very mean spirited in that sense. It's not, and, it's it's just everybody's corny. Everybody's an asshole. Like I just yeah. don't get it. So long story short, and this is where we're gonna start getting into spoilers. This kid, this incident defines his whole life, kind of like how it defines Lori. And they have a run-in with each other, and it kind of brings them together. And then that leads him and Allison meeting, and them quote falling in love with each other. I don't think any of that was love. That entire thing. They could call it love what they want to, but I've been in love, and I ain't <laughs> never been like that. Like I ain't jumping off a of building. Who hurt shit. you? Who hurt you in Gotham, Jake? <laughs> Who hurt you? Poison Ivy still itches every now and then. Uh, <laughs> STDs don't go away. Unless you're dead, right, Pool Ghoul? <laughs> he is the STD. Have you seen him smoke in here? <laughs> no, Pool Ghoul, you can't. This is a smoke-free cave. <laughs> so the thing is. The thing is, is like you got this, you got this whole, the the whole overarching theme of this whole trilogy is trauma. Like this, it's dealing with trauma or, or how your life is impacted by trauma and how you have to get over trauma. And I understand that. And they dive head fucking first into it in this movie to the point where, to me, it's a big detriment to the movie. It's like the 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 first movie, 2018, was recognizing that you have trauma and overcoming that trauma and then 
The second movie is being angry and manifesting that trauma and embracing that trauma to where you are affecting everybody in your own time. Exactly. And now this one is like live with your trauma and help everybody that has trauma. And all that's and nobody good. got helped yeah. in this movie. Nobody. No. That's and, and that's no the help. thing is is the ultimate the ultimate end game on how to deal with trauma is kill the monster. Kill the trauma monster. And we'll get to that later. So the thing is, is that they end up, Allison and his Corey guy end up getting together and they're like two broken people that found each other and all that. But the thing is- my missing puzzle piece. Right. And and the thing is, is that I don't, there are times where I kind of buy into it, but the majority of the time it's like, I don't want to say shoehorned in, but it definitely doesn't feel organic. The times they were together, Corey and Allison were together when they were- tightly knit in story writing I could see it potentially becoming a thing yes but with the way everything else around it panned out it was not the case it was this it was a cold attempt at warm love and y'all tell that's great I mean I agree so what eventually happens is is that after they start going out and stuff and Corey's actually starting to open up and him and Allison are starting to embrace each other and all that and they go to this Halloween party and one of the people in the bar that they're at that they're at this costume party at is the little boy that he was babysitting that died it was his mother and she confronts him and causes this huge scene and it upsets Corey and it causes him and Allison to have this huge fight and Corey walks off all emo like down the road and then gets confronted by these high school kids and those high for school for the second time for the for second, second time, time. The high, these high school kids showed up at the at the beginning of the movie and bullied him like literally punked his you who out yeah, punked his and ass yeah, was, it, was it you who or a snapple I don't know. It, was some, it was some kind of drink, yeah. a chocolate drink chocolate. in a in a bottle, and they knocked him on his ass. He fell his bottle, the bottle busts. He butt, yep. cuts his hand. That's how he ends up meeting Allison because she's a nurse at Haddonfield Memorial. Yeah, and I never met no hot nurse when I cut my hand over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that it's penguin beat it's, my ass. The, <laughs> you got beat up by a penguin. <laughs> So I saw him bitch, man. Oh, God. I made love to a penguin once. I bet you did, pool ghoul. <laughs> the thing is, is that he, he gets he gets confronted by these same damn bullies, and he, he, he actually, he's pissed. So he actually stands up for himself. Well, they beat his ass and throw him off a bridge. He pulls out a knife, and the kid's like, Fuck yeah, you. this one kid's like, Knocks fuck you, and smacks the knife out of his hand, and it throws his ass off a bridge. You're like, god damn, yeah. this guy can't fight, no, he can't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. He He's, can't fight the wind. He can't fight anything. Like, this guy yeah. would get, dude, this, this, guy get, this guy would get his ass kicked by Yamcha from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. He would. He'd get his ass whooped. That kid yeah. that died at the game probably whooped his ass. Right. That's mm-hmm. He was bullying him. Yeah. That's the thing. This fucking guy, Corey, he's not, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate the character. But damn, he is a pussy. Yeah, he was weak. <laughs> He's not a sensitive guy. No, nope. He's a pussy. <laughs> There's no guys. other way around it. I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely There's not. There's usually a difference I, between the two here. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like doing the whole alpha male, beta male bullshit. But legitimately, this guy, 
If there's a if there is a clear example of a beta man, he's a beta. Nah, he's you know? a fucking delta. He might he's be a, a delta. delta. So and this and this is and it, this is the point where the story now this is literally forty five minutes of the movie. At least it, it felt like uh, yeah. it felt like an hour. Yeah. But I believe it was about forty five minutes in. So he gets knocked off this bridge. He falls. I don't know. 15, 20 feet. It's like an overpass. Yep. And he falls and he's not unconscious. And there's like this hobo that's living under the bridge, which is just, it's random too. And out of nowhere, something drags Corey's body into a sewage pipe, like one of these big sewer, sewer drains, like the ones that, the ones that like are the main drain for like all the sewer system. And like he comes to and he's in this like, He's in the sewer system. He's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. And he goes walking out. And Michael Myers comes out of this little ass crack in the wall. But he's been sleeping in this crack. Like, like, he becomes the crack. He he literally reaches out and grabs him. You see it in the trailer. It looks like a barnacle on his face. Yeah, with Raphael. Right. I was literally like, when's the turtles going to show up? Master Splinter down there whooping that ass. Right. So the thing is, is that he grabs him. And he... Pulls him close to the little opening in the wall that he's hanging out in, looks him dead in his eyes, and there's like this, this connection that's established. Like somehow. eye to eye contact causes a full on flash. <clears throat> they never, yeah. they never say Michael Myers possessed him or no bullshit like that. It just this moment happened, and Michael Myers let him go, and Corey exited the drain pipe, has a confrontation with this freaking hobo and stabs him to death. And that's it. Now Corey is a cold-blooded murderer and he is changed forever. Now he is, he's take no shit, Corey. He's, take no shit. He is, he's, he, this is like, this is like. I would like to put on the record now, he might be take no shit, Corey, but he also was getting no pussy either in this movie. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. There was implications, they but. Tried. They woke he up tried. together. They okay. Got, Corey got, got. I slept in the same bed with a woman, didn't get laid. It's called marriage. Uh, no, yep, he's smoking all the time. And you've been married 18 times. You've been married six times, in the yeah. Dr. Lewis. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, is it's like. So now his his personality change is completely flipped, and he is this this it, it's he is like the and he the gets ner- a motorcycle. Yeah, he gets a motorcycle. Oh, he's badass now. That's yeah. why happens, this, man. You get a little O2 Honda, and you become a badass. Dude, the, the guy the the guy's literally like the nerd that, and we're all fucking nerds here. But so don't get your pants in the wad. We're cool but, nerds, and he's nerds, 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 nerds. nerds. <laughs> so he does like this. He he like it's he's like the the nerd that like was has been listening to I don't know like he found Pantera. Yeah, he found Pantera. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so now he he's heard like, walk one so time, he, and all of a sudden so, he yeah. can walk yeah. the walk, but can't talk. So, so now so now yeah. he's like. He's like he's listening to Slayer, and he's he's not really doing that movie, but it's like he's all of a sudden he's Edge Lord Corey, and like yeah. so, and then I, the, I refuse it, to drink light beer, Corey. And then and then Corey's like, okay, I'm not gonna take no shit anymore, and he goes and confronts Allison, and like makes up with her, and they end up forming an even deeper bond, which is, it was kind of weird how that happened. He kind of took her, he took her back to the house that the kid died in that's abandoned now. And specifically yeah. looks her in the eye, grabs her by the hand, and goes, yep. I've killed somebody, <laughs> thinking he's going to tell her about the hobo. But he yep. talk, but he, but he's like, 
takes here's her why to, I he takes a ten year old down four flights of stairs. Exactly. He yeah. talks about that. So the Al- blood's still on the floor. <clears throat> I know it's been so right. after four or five years. They can't get Surf Pro to come out here and clean uh, that shit. It looks like, like they just moved out. It was abandoned. They, yeah. yeah. So like he takes her back and they go in. He sh- he talks about it and you know gets all of his feelings out. And she doesn't like suspect that he's killed anybody yet. And really, when he killed the hobo, it was it was an accident. Until he started stabbing him 18 times. <laughs> well, sorry I stabbed you 20 it, times it, in the it, chest, hello. It, it initially yeah. was an accident. So, Lori sees this, and Lori starts saying, like, she sees this change in Corey. Because she actually was like, Allison, you should go talk to Corey. He's really, he seems like a nice kid. And then out of nowhere, she her opinion completely changes because she's like, he's different. There's something. Something in his and eyes. And she's saying there's something in his eyes, and he has that same look. Yeah, he's got, he's got big Myers dick energy hand. now. Yep. Yeah, right? He's got big dick energy. So, so, he, so eventually what ends up happening is is that he keeps talking about, we're going to burn this town down, baby. We're going to do this. That, like, Real oh, like dude. baby driver-like, man. Like, well, burn! I think, well, I think it's it's more like, and like I was saying, like, like I was talking about when we watched, it, was, it reminded me of, it really didn't remind me of it, but it felt like Danny McBride and David Gordon Green were trying to shoehorn a natural born killers like subplot in there it felt like he was trying to like like because at first it looks like Allison's just completely going with everything this guy says like yeah he's we're gonna leave town yeah we're gonna leave town we're gonna we're gonna burn this town down and fuck everybody and it's gonna start doing drugs yeah and wearing pink glasses unprotected sex (laughs) right it's, it's, but it's, That's it's when Jason comes in and fucks him up. Yeah. And but bring in the those, two stories together. Right, man. Then you got the greatest crossover of all time. Oh, oh, yes. That's a lawsuit. <laughs> Can't talk about Jason and Michael in the same bill. Anyway, it's like it, it's it's like they tried to shoehorn this love story in there, and it's this twisted love story. And he he starts like doing all these weird shit, like I'm jumping off this roof because I'm yeah. I'm not scared of shit. Getting cussed out by the radio man. Eventually, yep. he they're in this diner, the local diner, and this guy comes up that tried to hit on uh, Allison before, and this guy's like, "You never called me back," and blah blah blah. Like he's being being a dickhead. You don't go up to somebody who's having dinner with a girl and like try to scoop him up. That's, yeah, and he looked fifty, and she was twenty. He definitely looked. Offered 50. her a slice of. Sponge, sponge cake. cake. Sponge yeah. cake. Sponge Which is like, the hell eat sponge cake? It's like, all right. I don't think in my 30 Dave years Green, of life I've ever seen sponge da- cake in general. Damn it, yeah. Brad, David Green, what the fuck were y'all thinking? <laughs> like, they needed yeah. Seth Some Rogen of, in that, here to write a good movie. So that's one of the things, that's one of the things that, that bothered me too, is some of the dialogue in this movie is just... It cost $10,000 to make this movie. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It's, and eight thousand dollars of it went to it, with yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis like back this, on film. But I, I felt like that the other thing with this movie is also what made the dialogue bad is <laughs> it felt like whoever edited this movie did a shitty ass job. They must have got Warner Brothers to come in and edit this movie. That's what it felt like. It felt like a it, it <laughs> like didn't the Justice feel, League all over again. It didn't feel that bad, but <laughs> yeah. it definitely it definitely didn't. It definitely was there was something off about the editing. Yeah. So the. They get into this confrontation with this cop, and him and uh him and Corey get nose to nose and start talking shit. And the guy backs down. Well, the guy follows Corey, and Corey goes back to the fucking drain pipe under the uh, underpass, and he lures this guy into the drain pipe. And him and Michael Myers 
pull the road, the freaking road warriors double team on this guy, double team, and kill him. It never happened. Yeah, fuck out and of him. and it didn't make it didn't make any fucking sense. It made total sense because from the get go, right there, when they first see each other, and he looks him in the eyes, and they have that connection. You can see Michael sees something in Corey, and lets Corey go. Like, even though I'm on my deathbed, 105 years old, living off the barnacles of these rats' asses in the sewer, <laughs> my rats curse asses. can continue. I don't know if I look at it like that more than that Michael crawled in a hole to die after what happened in Kills. And That's fair. He was so wounded. He got fucked up by that, iron. Yeah, I mean, he got fucked up. You know, one had it just made iron. me go crazy, man. <laughs> I, well, he, I, had, I, he was tag teaming, man. I, I, yeah, I, I think that I think that like he he crawled in there to die, and he ended up like just being in there crippled and he living became off, living Master off Splinter. He wanted yeah. to teach would, Corey how to fight. That's what happened. He drags that guy <laughs> into the sewer, and they beat him up, and then. Michael shows him how to kill. That now I can say that 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 does make sense to me. It, it, it was almost like it was almost like Corey was like, "I'm not really man enough to kill this guy myself. I'll let Michael do it, and I'll get my revenge." So he was using Michael to kill, and then after this happens, he's really changed now. Now he's like, "All right, yeah, I could do this." So then him and Michael. Start going out on missions together, killing people. Yep, it's missions. like it's just, Batman and it's Robin so, ass shit. It's so damn bad. Like I just don't understand. It. And here's the other thing too. I don't know if this is because Halloween Kills focused so much on the kills and how fucking amazing they were. Because that version yeah. of Michael Myers can one hundred percent fight Jason toe to toe and beat and probably up. and probably whoop his ass. Honestly. I mean, I, I know that that might be debatable. He definitely beats Human Jason to death. Like, there's no, there is no contest. He beats Human Jason to to death easily. Oh yeah. But, and but, Sasquatch. And Sasquatch. He could fight Bigfoot. I agree. Hey, hey, hey! hey. Oh, we'll yeah. leave Bigfoot yeah. out of this, okay? He's yeah. still getting over the past traumas. Yeah, okay? yeah. Just like everybody in this fucking movie. <laughs> we <Okay>. believe, right? <laughs> we believe. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like I, I don't understand why they thought this was a good idea. And again, I appreciate when they do something new. It what would but it was make, the third movie in the trilogy the time, time to start to do doing it. something new? That's exactly yeah. what how I felt about. If it. two was great, Halloween Kills was fucking dope the kills was good the story was all right like everything people, people was hated, fucking awesome people hated that movie and i, I hate them it. so it's I fine it. so <laughs> the it. movie was good it was fun it was an hour and 50 minutes of just blood and gore and it was just awesome what we've been missing to me from a Halloween movie for a very long time. And I know I, all you Rob Zombie Halloween fans go, like, oh man, we, you, we got all the blood and guts in, uh, in, in Rob Zombie's two movies. Yeah, you know what else you got? Unlikable characters that you didn't give a shit if they die. Besides yeah, every, one, every one of those movies had the personality of a cardboard box caught in the rain. Well, yep. they, they were all everybody's white trash pieces of shit, uh, irredeemable pieces of shit. Uh, I've already seen House of a Thousand put, Corpses. Let's so put I don't eight, need to say it again. Let's put eight fucking rape scenes in this movie. Yep. I, I just well, I don't get it. Rape, it, rape. Yeah, it's like, the Devil's the Rejects once like, again. We've already seen that movie. Right. We've already seen it again. I, but that but that's the thing is I expect that in the Devil's Rejects movie. And we're getting completely off subject, but it's the truth though. Yeah. We we've been wait we we've been waiting for a, a time where Michael can really shine because the first. The first movie was all about the atmosphere and how 
and creating this this persona return right and, and then and then you got Halloween the original Halloween 2 that one to me the original Halloween 2 is the one that one that got it right and perfected what Michael Myers is to me because it it had the atmosphere and the 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 persona of Michael Myers and, and the shape and added in the gore and the kills from the 80s and the meanness from from the 80s and and you, you bring up the concept of atmosphere and that's one thing i do think this movie lacked a lot of was good atmosphere at times because i think there was i think well i think more times than none it lacked atmosphere but there were times scary there, it wasn't scary. scary but there was times where i was like ah they're doing a good job with this camera work like how they're like yeah camera yeah. work is thus fine but but that is that 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 music establishes the atmosphere and I will say this, there are times where I do like, the, the one thing that I think might be the most disappointing to me is all of, all any movie that John Carpenter is involved with as a composer is usually fantastic. Usually. Now, I haven't sat down and listened to the soundtrack of this movie yet. Now, if I go down and actually get these songs individually and actually listen to them, I'm probably gonna like it because John Carpenter and Cody Carpenter and his, his uh, godson, I can't remember his name, they do a fantastic job, but I felt like that was so absent in this movie. Like it was so put to the back burner that it didn't affect the movie at all. As in, it didn't add to the movie. Yep. I just want to say part of this movie, a good majority of this movie, felt like just slightly above PG thirteen melodrama. The very, I'd say about. 80% of the movie was like that. Yeah, and no, that's no, no, not, that's no. not what I don't want that in the last movie right. in a trilogy when the movie we got last time was... Balls to the wall. Yeah, whole I mean, time. it was... Hardcore the whole time. No. Not soft, no love, no... It was D-Day World War Two in that little town. Yeah, and yeah. literally storming, Michael storming Myers the was beaches. the Nazis, and they were beating yeah. the shit yeah. out of him. But that's the thing, is it's like, this this movie, like, and pool. Jimmy Pugil said this earlier. It took it took so long for it to get started. Once it got started, you didn't give a shit. It was like it I took so long yeah. to get there right. that when we got to the moments where the yeah. movie was actually coming to fruition, mm-hmm. one hundred and five minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred and five right. minutes into Se- this movie, fast forward to one hundred and five. Se- Seventy percent of the movie. Yeah. I, I'd say I'd say where the movie does start to get good. If this was opinion. out just as quick, like it, yeah. it takes us four years to get there and twenty minutes to die on the shore. That's right. I think that it's like that's a great analogy. I never thought of it like that. The um the thing is is that and I'm this is where I'm gonna say this is heavy spoilers. And I've kind of already gotten into spoilers, but this is going to be heavy spoilers. We want to give them the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, Ding. so, <laughs> so, so what ends up happening? What ends up happening is, is that so Corey gets tired of, you know, being partners with Michael after they've been around buddy cop killing people. Yeah. And Tag team. he, so he goes back to the sewer confronts Michael and says, you have something I want and I'm going to take it. And he gets in a fight with Michael Myers toe-to-toe in this fucking game. And whoops his ass. And I'm like... And takes his mask. What in the fuck? And he takes his mask. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Just just before when they was fighting the doctor, Corey was getting his ass beat by a sliding glass door. Yeah, Yeah. by a sliding glass door. (laughs) (laughs) So so here's the thing. I'm not going to act like 
right, so I'm, this is this is the excuse in my head that I'm trying to make for this happening. Michael Myers is extremely weak because he's eating freaking rats and lizards and shit down in this damn he's hall. Dying. Yeah. He's dying. He's old. He's like 65, 70 years old at this point. And that's the whole deal. Now, he now he manhandled Corey there for a little bit. And then yeah. Corey just gets the upper hand, takes his mask off. And just like in Halloween Kills, when you take his mask off, he loses focus on the kill. He yeah. just he just wants to get his mask back at that point. He don't want nobody to see his face. He just wants to get his mask back. I mean, if you seen the mask, it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's just as fucked up as his actual so, fucking face. Yeah, it's I am going to say this. I like the look. Of Michael Myers in this one, oh, yeah. it is a little bit different than the yeah, kills it's old, version. It's dirty. It's crazy. He looks like they did a good job making him look like he had been sitting in a sewer for yeah. five or six years. It was a burnt marshmallow mask, pretty much. And that—that's the thing. Is like if Michael Schmores. Michael Schmores. Yeah, Michael, Michael Schmores. Schmores. Back again. <laughs> Schmores. Michael Schmores. Michael Schmores. Michael Schmores. <laughs> so, so he like they, I, I want to give him kudos on that because they did a good job making him look look like he looked like mummified. Yeah, it was. Mummified. He looked, he looked mummified, and I thought that was pretty damn cool. The coveralls were looking. Big. But then he got his ass whooped by Corey, and he became uncool yeah. again. Shout out to Brandon so, Fraser. <laughs> Come back, Brandon. kid. Come back, kid. Bring him back to fight mummy yeah, Myers. Man. Even if you're fat. Oh, <laughs> no, I fucking love Brandon Fraser. Hope Me he does. Too, I man. hope he does do another mummy movie. Hell yeah. Anyway, so then Corey becomes the new Michael Myers, and who does he start with? The freaking high school bully. So he finally yep. nuts up and freaking. This the, is when the movie got good. Yeah. To me, this is this, when things this, started happening. Yeah, this is when things actually started happening. Kill. They, they the, showed yeah, real kills. Yeah, that's yep. the other thing, too, this movie does. it. Bear, in the beginning, when the kills start, they cut away a lot. Yep. From the graphic kill. first yeah. kill of the whole movie of a child. Yeah, that was, was graphic. They set the shocking. Yep. They set the Amazing. freaking tone with They this, spent with their that whole kill. budget right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It felt like it. And yeah. then and then this happened with the high school kids and he starts killing these fucking high school kids like gruesomely. He runs one over. Like yep. he, he gets in like a torch so, in so, the mouth. So the whole thing is is they he he carved Psycho in the hood of the rich, the rich high school kid's car, and they end up going to his. Corey's dad owns a junkyard, and he ends up going to his mechanic junkyard. Shop, yeah, mechanic shop, junkyard, whatnot. It's a fucking junkyard. Yeah. yeah. So they they go out there to confront Corey, and they see his motorcycle, and they're like, "We're gonna freaking, we're gonna hook a chain in this and drag it till there's nothing left." And one of the the kid actually slapped the knife out of his hand on the bridge the, with this mullet clad kid yeah. jumps behind the wheel of the car and then they don't hear nothing from him when they're like alright go ahead and pull off they go up there and check on him he's dead he's got a yep. knife in his skull and then right in the eye yeah right in the eye yep. and this is where the kills start getting gnarly so then the two the two girls in the group they're like oh shit we're gonna die and a like a wrecker truck turns on turns his lights on and starts chasing them down and they, one of them jumps the fence and the other one gets gets on the fence and gets to the other side and is about to jump down and the record truck runs to slip the fence slap over oh, pinning yeah. her under this razor wire it's gnarly as hell awesome kill one, one awesome freaking kill. One, one freaking kid um one freaking kid's oh my god are you okay I'll get you out and then he freaking beats her in the head with monkey wrench which it cuts away and it pissed me off yeah it didn't show it yeah, freaking it cuts, cuts it away. away I hate cutaway kills it's because I hate cutaway kills many it, kids are crying if now. you're gonna have a cutaway kill I really need you to show a 
just a gnarly ass body afterwards. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and it the didn't main really asshole do it. kid goes into this office and yeah. finds Corey's dad, yes. who's in there trying to watch a movie and be left alone. It's Hard Target, by the way, night. which is an awesome John Claude Van Damme. If oh, you yeah. never seen Hard Target, you can watch this John Claude Van Damme yeah. with a mullet in New Orleans fighting awesome, people. Dude. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. Anyway, Does the mullet smell like Bourbon Street? Probably. Bourbon Street, yeah. too. Oh, I want some Bourbon Street. So, like, they, like, Corey's dad and the rich kid are like, all right, we're going to arm up. So he gives the rich kid this Winchester rifle that looks like <laughs> looks like it was used back in the freaking yeah, Wild West days. It was cool as shit. War of 1812. It was cool as shit, but he's like, here's this lever action rifle. I'm going to go out here with this hand cannon. He goes out there, and he's like generally concerned about the kids, trying to help the kid that's pinned up under the truck. And Corey comes up behind him, and he doesn't have the mask on. And... Here comes the rich kid out. I got him. And he pulls the freaking rifle and he shoots. And right when he shoots, Corey <laughs> stands up, gets shot in the freaking head, yep. dies. And Corey was behind him. He has now disappeared. Corey runs up, tries to help the girl. The girl, the girl under the under the car, pinned with the razor wire in the fence, got three people fucking killed. Yep. <laughs> like she was bait. Yep. And now Corey has the mask on. And he freaking knocks down the rich kid and then he lights up this freaking blowtorch and freaking and this was the best kill of the movie almost the best kill of the movie I think he freaking torched he put this torch in this kid's mouth and burned his whole freaking head out and then he freaking stomps on the head of the girl under the freaking fence it was gnarly as shit and I liked it a lot yeah and then it showed the body of the girl that got hit with the wrench, and it just looked like they threw blood on her yeah, face. Yeah, they threw blood on her, some <laughs> soup. So this ultimately leads to this ultimately leads to Allison and Lori having a falling out because Allison's like he's going down a dark path. He's gonna ruin you if you date. Like being the overprotective grandmother, and Allison leaves in a fit of anger and goes looking for Corey so that they can leave Haddonfield together like they've always wanted. And what ends up happening there is in between, in between him finally going to Lori's house, he goes by, kills his mom off screen. That happened. And then he get, goes to this radio station for this DJ. And this kill is super freaking gnarly. So he walks into the, into the DJ, like the, the freaking radio station. Darcy, the male girl from, from last drive-ins there running the booth. She gets killed off screen in the background kind of, which was freaking awesome to see her in this. And then he kills the DJ by smashing his face into the record player or the turntable. Yep. And then the guy's face is mangled and his tongue's hanging out. And he takes a pair of scissors and cuts his freaking tongue off. I was was like, damn. It was spinning on the... Yeah, it did. It it, it was kind of corny. The tongue hit the record. And the record was still turning on the turntable. Every time it hit the needle, it skip. Like, it'd skip on his yep. tongue. The tongue was just tongue flopping. Tongue, 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 yeah, it was just flipping. It was goofy as shit, but it was like, I see what you're like, doing. Is it getting going to get you know better? Is it going to get better? Yeah, it's, more like, kills? it's like, yeah, this is this is getting a little bit better. I'm actually liking this now. And then it gets to the he gets to Lori's house, and after the falling out with Alice and Lori, it looks like she's just giving up and. She goes up in the room. She takes off like all of her jewelry and stuff, and oh, yes. she loads. Final she loads a freaking. We thought she was gonna get nude. <laughs> yeah, 
Jimmy DePogo wants to see wants to see Jamie Lee Curtis naked right oh, yeah. now. He don't. He not don't. not not young Jamie Lee nah, Curtis. We want, need to see post activity Jamie Lee Curtis. He wants grizzled, grizzled yeah. Jamie Lee. I love my gilfs. <laughs> I love my gilfs. Definitely, definitely a gilf. I would yeah. say that she still looks good. I mean, how many gilfs you been around in the pool business? Oh, uh, too many, too many young men. <laughs> He's been doing pools since 1812. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, Great Gatsby's fucking pool done by uh, Jimmy, Jimmy the Pool Ghoul. Yeah, he's famous. Scarface's pool, cleaning all the blood up. Jimmy yeah. the Pool Ghoul. Yeah, that yes. fountain that fountain at the end with the world is yours hanging from the top. Yep, he oh, cleaned yeah, up man. Scarface's corpse the one right there. Took care of that shit. <laughs> so, what ends up happening is, is that Corey goes to Lori's house to kill Lori because he made the statement that if I can't have her, then nobody will have her. The, which that line's been used ten thousand yeah, times. Yeah, too many times. And, you, but, just, you just give something here. Jamie Lee Curtis tries to shoot herself. I was getting to that. So, in this, in this. So he enters the house at some point. She goes upstairs. She take, takes off all her jewelry. And she's so distraught. She loads up this little four-shot revolver, and seemingly puts the pistol to her head and blows her brains out. That is when Corey decides to go in the room and make his move because he thinks she's dead. And when he opens the door, you see the scene in the trailer. The door opens up and uh-huh. she's got the gun in his face. She said, you really think I'd kill myself? Shoots him twice. He falls off of like the second story stairs down into the hallway. Very reminiscent of how the kid died at the beginning of the movie. And she goes down there, confronts him. He's got two holes in his chest. He's freaking bleeding. And he tells her once again, if I can't have her, no one can. And just so happened, Allison had pulled up to the house and was coming in when Corey takes the knife and buries it in his own neck and kills himself. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Allison walks in and Lori has pulled the knife out because she's like, oh my God, you killed yourself. And and Allison and Lori, she's like, oh my God, they get in a fight. And Allison leaves again. And it is this time that Michael comes back for his mask and he enters Lori's home. And this is where the movie gets, to me, this is where the movie peaked. I think that it, it got, I think it peaked in the junkyard. It definitely peaked in the junkyard, but I think that this is, this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. The final battle between Lori Strode and Michael Myers. Halloween ends. Halloween ends. And it did end. And there were moments where I thought that I cried. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Poogie got real yeah, choked up. I did not want to see it. It was, it was. There were moments where I was like, "This is a pretty good final showdown." And then I don't, I don't think it was bad. I just think There's that it was that too quick. It was about thirty second scene of them fighting. Yeah. I understand she. They're both old now. That that is one thing I do like. They yeah. did they put them on an even playing field because yeah. she yeah put, she's old as shit. He's old as shit. Somehow. He rocked her up pretty good. I thought he was definitely gonna kill her. Yeah, they this they, man they used to run through up. windows, doors, and yeah. walls, but yeah. now can't get his hand off a knife on a kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, she like pins him to the cutting board on a table, and like with it's three pretty knives. gnarly. She yeah. she definitely. She definitely gets her revenge, but he beats her ass too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that there's what ends up happening is, is that Allison realizes that 
that Corey really has been doing all these killings. So she starts making her way back to the house. And meanwhile, Lori finally has Michael where she wants him. She starts, I ain't going to say she starts torturing him, but she definitely like takes her time. She's got him pinned down with a refrigerator. She's being methodical about it. But she has him pinned down with his refrigerator and his, these two knives on his cutting board. And she's stabbing him in the side and she takes his mask off and we still don't get to see a full view of Michael's face, but we see like the burnt, mangled side from like how And the four came. pubic hairs yeah. that hang from his chin. Yeah, left. this guy looked like <laughs> shit, <laughs> what we could see. He's he looked the like, whitest hair, too. He looked like the side of Hulk Hogan's head. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He looked like he had oh, oh, been burned up, shot, stabbed, beat to shit, and crawled into a fucking sewer to yep. die like he did in this movie. And like, they she she does this she says this little dialogue and she's like I tried to forgive you I tried to I tried to move on I tried to do this and I realized the only way I'm gonna get rid of you is to kill you and she slits his throat and it's like that's it that's it and then Michael gets the strength of nowhere to now finally drag his hand off this knife under a table he split his hand his hand was split. It could have done that five minutes ago. It could have. Could have had an even better movie. So he split his hand, pulled his hand from this knife and split his hand down between his two middle fingers and reaches up and grabs Lori by the neck and seemingly he is bleeding to death where she slit his throat and he is seemingly going to choke her to death and they're going to die together, which is what fans have speculated for a very long time. Yeah, it was definitely mm. going to be, uh, you know. Yeah, I thought she was going to die. If nobody can kill me, you know. And if you then, can't kill me, nobody can kill me. So they kill each other kind of thing. And then Allison Romeo walks and in. Juliet. Right. And uh, breaks his arm somehow. Break comes up, grabs his arm from her throat, and snaps his arm on the cutting board. And then Can they, I give a shout out real quick before you what? continue that? When Lori's getting choked the fuck out by Michael... The whole time she's being choked, it's showing flashbacks of all the previous movies. Yeah, like all, like all, all of their the all of their encounters. Yeah, all I know. I thought that it was is awesome. really cool. Every, I enjoyed that. Every like time, that was good. that would have been a kind of a cool wrap up. All you know? the all the fans that bitch about all the homage, like when they paid homage to those, like like for instance, everybody that was so fucking mad about the flashback scene to seventy eight. In Halloween Kills, fuck y'all. That shit was great. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, loved yeah, it. I agree with that. I think that that was some of the, like, the, the freaking guy that looked like Loomis. That guy was great. I thought everything was great about that flashback. And there's so many fans shitting on it. I'm like, you guys are fucking nuts. This is awesome. And I think that the little homages that they put in this movie were great. Except there was no damn, not one single nipple. Ass, <laughs> no. foot. Jimmy the Pool Ghoul just want he he wants titties in his movie. Yeah, you have to have it. It would have I would have given. I mean, this if, movie if you're doing four. like like eighties, you know, slasher yeah. horror, everything, you have to have it. It's titties. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's part it's of the formula. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Titties. It's yep. God's Friday way. Friday the Thirteenth. Titties. Yeah. Definitely Friday the Thirteenth. Um, so most of the Halloween movies. Titties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is well, wait a minute. What's the titties? Was it? Where's a there, Where's their titties? Where's their there was titties, titties in H2O? No, there wasn't. There was no titties in H2O. There was no titties in H2O. The only titties no, I they were making now, but they never... No titty? They, no. no titty. Damn. No. The only movies I remember there being titties in was the first one. 
The old girl pulls her shirt down, like, like what you see, and he's wearing a ghost outfit. No, yeah. Which ghost? Like the claymate kind of? No, 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 Damn, I'm getting hard. has been resurrected. Yes. And so is his erection. But you got to throw it in nowadays. Throw but, it in. But that, yeah, yeah that, that is, there is like a clear lack of, of breastuses. Yeah. In, in and they have plenty house. of setups. Yeah, that's Plenty what, of times to do it. Dude, even Hellraiser was, the new Hellraiser was kind of tame with the nudity. Mm. But let's get back on subject. Okay. They did. No more they, tits. They, no more tits. So shame on you. Yeah. So they so they do all these well, flashbacks. No yeah. They took away right. menthol cigarettes and titties. <laughs> menthol cigarettes and titties. Yeah. So they so they go back to this like they they do all these flashbacks and then the arm that Allison broke she holds it down and Lori slits his wrist too. So Michael and I cringed at that moment. That was bleep, a little too much for me. That, it what that one felt really personal. Well, it it just felt really personal. Well, yeah. I mean it's. You're there, you're slicing a guy's wrist open, he's bleeding out all over the place. But but it's like that one felt the cruelest. Even out of the throat slit, that one's like, we gonna make sure this son of a bitch bleeds. Yeah, to she death. did that to make sure he bled I, out. I, yeah, I that think was kind of. I think that was, but it but it still felt. But under, after you slit under, his throat, I don't think he needed also slice his wrist. Dude, you wanted the broken arm you already broke into. There wouldn't have been no blood dude, fuck left. That, though. Fuck that. You got a dope. You got a triple tap this guy. But the yeah. way she broke his arm, there wouldn't have been enough blood in his arm for I, him I to bleed out. I will say this. I do think that it was, quote, weak sauce, how they killed him. Oh, absolutely because, weak sauce. Like, to me, which, to me, they're never going to top H2O, which he supposedly cuts his head off at yeah. the end, which Resurrection destroyed that, which I still hate that to this day. But that was the best ending to a horror movie I'd ever seen. I'd seen that in theaters, and it was fucking awesome. Me too, man. And I was there with one other person. 1998. Was you eating them? Huh? Ah, you was eating them. <laughs> 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 that, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it just felt like, I, I don't really want to use the typical word anticlimactic, because it definitely felt fitting, but it just wasn't. I wanted, I, I, I wanted her to put the knife through his skull to know yeah. he is fucking dead. It's in his brain. That's what I wanted to see. It wasn't gory now, though. Like now, it wasn't. Now I am gonna say this. They gave us the mozzarella sticks for no marinara. That's right. What happened yeah. I, I will say this. I'm gonna disagree with with this not being not having carnage candy in it or or carnage or what or the kills because there is some kills in this movie that are good. But it's just not the excessive like amount that we got in in, in kills. Yeah. Now we were having three hundred kills the first. Yeah, five. Yeah, so so here so here's the thing: it gets to the end, and I personally like this ending because I felt like this was and and this was again the whole overarching theme is trauma and dealing with trauma and getting yeah. over trauma, and that's all cool and everything. But and this was kind of like the exclamation point on everything. I do like how they took his body and they put it on top of their car and they paraded him around the town of Haddonfield so that all of them could see that the boogeyman was dead. Boogeyman. I thought that that was, I thought that was really good. Then they take his body and I knew they, I thought someone was going to get killed in this, this like, what they call it? Is it a metal grinder? Where you, you throw scrap metal in and just choose like it up. Like a chip chopper? Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a, 
like a like, you like, know, it's, it's like a, a, it's, yeah. a wood it's like, chipper. It's not. It's metal, like it's like a, a metal wood chipper. I don't yep. know the correct term. Chip, chip, chip. So they, Grindy. so they take they legit surround. Did you this, notice this there was thing. no electric cars in this movie? There really wasn't. I also noticed a large amount of mullets. I don't know if y'all oh, did, yeah. but there was so they, many, they go hand in hand. There, there was so many fucking mullets in this movie. E eighty five like, mullets. Man. It was it was hilarious. Yeah. So the they they take the whole town's gathered around this like metal chipper and or metal grinder. And Lori, they put his body up on the thing, and Lori pushes him in, and it shows that him was, get it awesome. shows him get eat up by this metal grinder, yeah. and it was gross. That was shit. awesome. I just want to say it's kind of crazy how one of the best deaths in the scene was his. Yeah, was yeah. him down, Yeah, going. Through well, that. he was already yeah. dead, but them disposing of his body. That was because that looks so yeah. real. It we did, all know it my really did, wasn't dead. It really yet. did look like. We should go to the junkyard and like throw some potatoes in it or something. <laughs> we go. We'll go eat some paint chips while we at it. Yeah. <laughs> paint. So yeah, that that was gnarly. And again, that brings us to the conclusion of the movie, where Allison finally gets out and leaves Haddonfield to make a life for her own. Yeah. Lori sits in the house and finishes her memoir because the whole movie she's writing this memoir in the background of all of the things that's happened in her life. Lame. And then the the sheriff and I, I cannot remember his name the uh, sheriff that she's in love with and he comes over and says, well, you know, I was thinking about you and those two seem to be hitting it off like they're going to get back together and then it's yeah. yeah, takes her whole basket of vegetables. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what gets the old people's juices flowing. You know what I'm saying? And then all the ingredients make V8. That's it. All the ingredients make V8. <laughs> that's great. And then credits roll, and that's the end of the movie. Yep, that's how we all felt about it. Too. Yeah, well, I, uh, actually, yeah. I actually so, missed that part. I fell. So, so it's it's one of those. Uh, so Halloween ends. It's um, what I liked about it. The junkyard scene was great. This is the ending of the movie. It was yeah, like the curse the, of the, Michael Myers. The fight between the fight between Laurie and Michael, even though it was kind of anticlimactic, I did like it. I do felt like it was a realistic adaptation of how they really would fight if they were both pushing 70 years old and one of them had been living in the sewer. Uh, I do think that when they actually do have some good kills they are good but most of them are kind of cheap and not early. Or they didn't show them at all. Or they didn't show them at all. I, I can't stand cutaway kills. And I do think that I do think that the character of Corey, oh, even though he, even though he is so flawed of a flawedly written, he you do feel for the guy because they hate this guy. They shit all over this guy. Mm -hmm. So it, it's he is a sympathetic character to an extent. What I didn't like, uh, I, I I again appreciate him trying doing something new. I've said this three times now, but just like. Jake said this is not the time to try something new when you've had two badass movies mm. regardless of what any of you fans say. I don't give a shit 2018 kills are awesome when you had two many kills was so fucking good for it to yeah. be followed up by this piece of you, dog turd yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a very unsatisfying conclusion to this trilogy that despite what the trailers gave us 
was not yeah. what was delivered. And they need to end it now and don't try again because... I do think they need to put the franchise to rest for a good minute. Yeah. And, I, and I think if they do bring the franchise back, then they need to go back and retap the idea that John Carpenter had when he released Halloween 3. They need to do like anthology movies every year. I, I think that we're at the point where we need to do that. Don't you? Really, if you want my personal opinion on at least the Halloween franchise, the way it stands now, it needs to go away. And I mean, it needs to go away for a long time, if not ever come back again. Damn. Because the way this movie, like, this was supposed to be the Get end of a, a new trilogy. This was supposed to be the end of it. We had two really good movies back to back and see what they done with this and how lackluster it was and how mishmash posh it was. Like, none of it made any sense. Rob Zombie. They took to six back. different stories, threw them in a blender, uh, and this is what we got. I don't, I don't want it to happen again. Dude. I don't know about bringing Zombie back. I, there's stuff that I appreciate about both his Halloween movies. But, look, but I just loved how... And don't let Jordan Peele touch this movie. How, no, hell no. Look how... Jordan Peele, did, Jordan Peele needs to stick, he can stick with Candyman and stuff like that. strong Michael Myers. He was, but, dude, I think this version will still beat that Michael's ass. But that's a different. Not that's the, a completely yeah, different topic. I, yeah. I I think that I I think that the movie has the movie had so much potential to do something different and be successful, and someone edited the shit out of this movie and made parts that didn't make sense. The dialogue wasn't great either. It's just it is flat out the weakest movie of the trilogy that David Gordon Green and Damn It Bright have done. And it just feels like it's so far removed from the other two yeah. that it's detrimental. Like, it, it just, it just, God, all this stuff we've been building up to, it just didn't feel like this is what we were waiting on. No, I was and, so excited, and now I just want to go to bed. Yeah, with that, well, yeah, you making the, un, when you seen, make the undead want to sleep, I know. that's when it's bad. I've seen more interesting tales that came out of the skimmer of the pool ghouls pools yep. than what this movie gave us. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been scared more. <laughs> and with that. Yeah. Not, so we like, I, I don't know. I, what, what do I, I don't really know how I would rate this because I don't hate it. I'm going to give it a two and a half. That way it gets right dead center middle. That way it's enough for me to hate it. And the handful of stuff that was good gives it some stars. I think the soundtrack was kind of lackluster. The kills were lackluster, maybe, except for like three of them. Maybe just, the, uh, I'm still going to go back to say that the soundtrack just got poorly produced in the movie. Because I think, I'm pretty sure that that soundtrack, I'm going to listen to it. And I'll, I'll maybe revisit that. They just later. didn't go with the parts of the where he would sneak around and throw in music. Yeah, because he wasn't in the, he out. wasn't in the fucking movie yeah. most and there, of the time. And there was no yeah. sneaking around either. It was just Corey showing up and doing shit. Yeah. Like, it just didn't. It just. Uh, oh god, I can't. I give it a five just because it's Michael Myers, man. It's always been awesome, but now it's over. My life's over. <laughs> Your life was over in eighteen twelve, Paul Gould. <laughs> you know what you give it a five out of five? Yeah, I get a five just because the kills and towards the end and there was one hot chick in there and they showed her legs. So I'm excited. 
Good night. The plumbing still works on the pool ghoul. I I don't know, man. I think that God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I don't think that this this movie is the worst of the franchise. I still think that Halloween Five, The Revenge of Michael Myers, is still the biggest piece of shit in this franchise. Yeah, you do have a. I think that one sucks. I think Resurrection yeah, sucks. Think, dude, Curse of Michael Myers, I think, was the worst. Nah, man. Part four? That right? part, no, part, part four, four was the return. That was a good one. That's yeah, one of the best ones. Which one's the one with the... The one with Paul Rudd in it? Yeah, the that, one... That's, that's Curse. Okay, I hate that one. See, man. I like Curse more than I like... No, five I five is so she bad. She's in the hospital. She's at the bus station. It was... You know. I, I, I freaking... I freaking hated Five. I forgot Paul Rudd was in that movie. Was that was his first role, I believe. So the thing is, is I, I don't think it's the worst of the franchise. I still think it's better than... I still think that this movie is better than Part 5, Resurrection, and maybe... And, oh, yeah, and, Ro- and, 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 and about with, with Buster uh, Rhymes. With Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about that. That was horrible. I, I think it's better than that. that. And I, and I think it's better. I still think it's better than Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Even though there's parts of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 that is way better than this. I think, actually, I think that this yeah, this movie's very... This movie's very similar to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. It's got a lot of stuff in it that's like... Didn't make any sense? Yeah, well, it doesn't make any sense because it got edited and shit. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm gonna have to give Halloween ends a, a two and a half Ooh. out of five. That's grizzly great. That's grizzly great. Not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. And that's unfortunate because this has been a, this has been one of the best years of, in horror ever. I, I was just so pumped to watch this movie. Now I'm, I'm not gonna tell anybody to watch it because I don't want them to be. Wasting Pool Pugo was hours. pumped. Now he's slumped. Yeah. Pool got slumped. Yeah, it's it's not good, guys. Uh, I'm 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 disappointed. Uh, there's parts I did like, and there's parts I didn't like. But overall, the parts I didn't like definitely outweighed the parts I liked. So we should have got drunk first and watched it. Then it may have been better. <laughs> it probably been better. Yeah, <laughs> should got drunk first. Why did we wait now? So yeah, that's. Anybody else got anything to add before we bring this episode to a close? Thank God it's on Peacock and we didn't have to pay for it. Well, <laughs> well technically I still had to pay for it. <laughs> I didn't though. That's it on is, you. It is cutting into the Grizzly Caves budget. That go, there goes <laughs> all my... $9.99 a month. Thanks I for your Peacock yep, subscription. That just cost me a whole six pack of beers to crush. Six so, pack. whole six pack's gone. And with that, we're going to bring this episode to an end. Thank you all so much for continued support and patience. Without y'all, this show would not be possible. I want to give a shout out to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. His music is amazing and is what I use as my background music throughout each episode, as well as the music I use for my intro and outro. So check out White Bat Audio on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And also follow the show on all social media platforms. And most importantly, join the Meme Militia by joining the official Facebook group, the Mean Joe Grizzly Meme Militia. Jacob Gotham, Jimmy the Pool Ghoul, thank y'all for coming to the cave and checking out the checking out Halloween Ends with me, even though we were all 
pretty disappointed. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah, man. Thanks for inviting we're gonna, me. We're going to do this again. We're going to have to crush some beers. Now we're going to just crush beers and yep. dine. Hey, you're going to need somebody to come up here and clean up after the pool goes. Yeah, pool goes. Back pool to goes. Florida for me. It's too yep. cold up here. Yep. You're getting barnacles all over the carpet. Too cold. Take him back to Gotham. Maybe he'll clean up the, the Gotham River. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys for coming over. But until next time, remember, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch.